now we open up our hearts to you, Lord God. Carol and I, we, dec- we decrease that you would increase so that what everyone receives here in this room and those who watch this online, what they will receive will be truth and reality in purity without any tainting, without any of just our personal ex- uh, uh, opinions, but the reality and the truth of your word. Lord, invade this gathering today. We are open to you. Carol and I are so limited because all we know is our experience, but you go so far beyond that. So Lord, break past the norm today. Invade us. Speak to us. Change us today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Wow. Well, you've got it. Okay. Okay. The lie that we're going to deal with today is I must have everyone's love and approval. And of course, not all of us have dealt with that. Or there is just a maybe even a set group of people that you care about their opinions. So it's not that you uh, that everyone all wants everybody's love and approval. There are, of course, some people who do feel that way. But we all at one time, I, I believe, at least had one person or a group of people that we wanted their approval. Um, so people who believe this lie are basically saying to themselves, it is, it is essential that everyone I come into contact with like me, accept me, approve of me, love me, or my life as I know it isn't worth living. Such people become social chameleons in that they change color to fit the relational terrain so that everyone will approve of them. So they'll change their opinions, they'll change even how they really feel about a subject or an issue when they're with this group of people in order to blend in with them, in order not to risk being disapproved. Um, This lie puts our emotional well-being in the hands of others. It gives people a sizable amount of power over us, and some people will gladly take advantage of it. There are people who get a high off of having um, power over people, being able to manipulate them, make them feel some kind of way about things, you know. And and people, and those of us who struggle with this, there are people who take full advantage of, of the one who really is trying to get that approval. I'd like to say right from the outset that this one is very, very difficult for pastors. If you've ever gone to churches and wonder why pastors won't take a stand on certain issues, why they won't preach about certain things, I want to tell you why. And and many of us have said this. Well, the pastor shouldn't even care about what everybody thinks. Just preach the word. Well, (laughs) let me bring you in on a little bit. I'm not not, uh, condoning that behavior, but I want you to understand why. When there's more at stake than just love and approval, (laughs) like one's livelihood, you can see why this becomes a very strong issue. Uh, When we first moved here, I came forth, and, and my family can tell you, I came forth with all I know, which was St. Louis, ghetto. (laughs) <laughs> in your face I am. this is the way it is I ain't know no other it. way to be and so yeah. I came here to Harrisburg like that mm-hmm. 
very forceful, very forthright. I was even asked to speak at a well-known church on the West Shore, 3,000 member, predominantly white. And I'm coming from St. Louis, raw. When I came to myself, as I sometimes say, when I finally, when I thought about, you know, you know how you have that uh, almost like an out-of-body experience, like you're looking at yourself from the outside. Well, when I came to that moment, I was walking up and down the aisles, <laughs> preaching, hollering about all the wonderful, it was a great message, I thought, you know, all the wonderful things that God wants to do in South Central Pennsylvania. And I'm just declaring, but my style was ghetto raw because that's all I knew. And so the, um, after I finished, the pastor, he came up and, and uh, laid his hands on my shoulder and said to his congregation, uh, this brother really doesn't hold back. He just gives the word just exactly the way it's in him. And so inside I went, mm? <laughs> I think I just messed up. Because <laughs> I wasn't thinking about nobody's love or approval. And certainly my livelihood wasn't at stake. But I put his at stake. And that you let this crazy preacher from St. Louis, wherever that is, <laughs> come in here and preach and holler at us and prophesy and walk up and down the aisles and get in our faces. And so all of you who are born and raised in this area, you know that I probably offended a lot of people because I was in their space. I came down off the platform off the stage, away from the pulpit, and I was in the aisles and pointing. <laughs> and I didn't know, you don't do that here. <laughs> Y'all are laughing, but I didn't know. Those of you that are from here, you know, I didn't know you don't do that here. And so what I'm getting at is, at that time and season, I wasn't worried about approval and all of that because I hadn't had an invested interest. I was just starting to make the investment in getting, getting into the community. After I discovered that it was like that, then they can tell you I went for a long time struggling with my identity here. It wasn't just a matter, it, it was part of it was uh, the approval of people would, or the disapproval of people would affect our ability to grow here in this community. He questioned his style. All the um, time. The strategy in ministering to people in this yeah. area. Yeah. Um, that was, I think, the basic struggle and it m messed with his identity. Yeah. Because this is who he was. Yeah. 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 Absolutely, like if I can't be myself, then how then in the world am I going to be able to how minister? How am I going to be able to minister here and for the ministry to grow? You know, we need, you know, we need funding. <laughs> you need people to come and actually give. Then we're all come together. But I seem to be offending uh, everyone. So the reason why I bring this up is to kind of uh, give you some more background as you're thinking about yourself. 
that it's very easy for all of us to say, well, I don't care what nobody thinks. I, I don't live for everybody's love and approval. But in some way or another, we're all in this struggle in some way or another, whether it's on our jobs, with our family. So don't just dismiss it and say, well, I don't care what everybody thinks about me. Well, in some way we do. <laughs> and I just thought I'd be real transparent and tell you this was your pastor's struggle for a long time. Now, since then, I'm getting back to myself like the way I am now, like the way I'm talking to y'all now. But it's nice to be in the midst of people who y'all you get. You, you get me. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, manipulation, especially from those nearest to us, is made far easier uh, because we care about what they think. Yeah. Pleasers end up being victims who take better care of others than themselves, often hiding an ever-growing resentment and bitterness in the process. That's why you'll find that some people... For you, it seems to be like for, for no reason they'll explode on you, but it's because they've been hiding how they really, really feel, feel and resentment and bitterness has been growing, building up. Um, the truth is some people aren't going to love and approve us no matter who we are or what we do. Uh, that's a, a fact. Pleasers can never really enjoy it when others demonstrate their love and approval of them because they would then feel that they faked them out in getting that approval. In other words, you know, you're the group that you want approval from, you haven't really been yourself, so when they give you their approval, you really can't be relaxed and happy in it because yeah. you know you're, you haven't been yourself. Yeah, the person that they're approving of you is always, not you. Yeah, you're all, and you're <laughs> always wondering when they're going to find out who you really are. Yeah. yeah. Um, I heard one of the comedians say... Um, uh, when when people go on dates, their first uh, date, he said, it's not you, that's a representative of you. <laughs> <laughs> he said, first dates are never the really you. Yeah, he said, you sent a representative. <laughs> <laughs> that's and good. so the person that they fall in love with is a representative. It, it's not really you. Yeah. And because of that, now you're under the pressure yep. to keep being that representative. That, that nice person all the time. And not really who you are. Yeah. <laughs> When we when we had our first sit down talk, I mean the first sit down talk, you know, beyond the interested and all of that. Remember that? Yeah. We, just, we laid it on the line. Like she was like, "I'm tired of boys that just play games and they're not out of the mind games." And 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 I told her, I said, "Well, I actually got a girlfriend back home." How's that for laying it on the line? That's right from the start. We did. We laid it on the line. This is where this is where I am. This is what's happening. That way, moving forward, we understand where we are. Where we are. It's interesting. So many things going through my brain. Because <laughs> one of the first things I thought was, it's difficult when you fall in love with someone's personality and then later on you you figure out what their character is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's really painful. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because that's very much. I'm glad you said it. Because that's, that's very, yeah. Yes. You were you following exactly. up with the with the representative. <laughs> the representative. You're following yeah. up with the representative. Yeah, that mask. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 Because all of us, and and part of it, the mask is is not in. I wouldn't say always intent to deceive, Deliv no. but it's just it's you, protected. It's protection. Yeah. You don't know. 
You don't know if this person is really going to like the real you. If they're really going to even like the real you. Or accept, the being a better way to say it, accept mm -hmm. who I really am. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, and if you meet, and, and, and if you, or it, how I was going to say that, think about what I've been, what I was going through. People were not meeting the real Pastor Chris Green during those years mm -hmm. when I was going through that struggle. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't that I was trying to deceive anybody, but. You were trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out how do. I move. How do in I this? move and navigate yeah. in this? And that's just from the pastoral level. Just think about just everyday people on the job, uh, in the neighborhood, with your friends. Uh, you, you, people. They don't. I think. I think people don't realize that they kind of give. They kind of give indicators as to whether you can be yourself or mm -hmm. not. Because when they're having casual conversation and they'll say things like, well, you know how white people are. Well, you know how black people are. Well, you know how those Italians are. And so they've already given you an indicator that I can't really be myself mm -hmm. because you've got preconceived thoughts mm -hmm. about men, women, blacks, whites. <laughs> and, you they, know and they said it in you casual conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you know how and so they don't realize they've already given you indicators they've, that they've already have a box. They have already I put can't you in a box. tell you who I am because yeah. you've just told me you don't like certain kinds of people. Yeah. And so if I tell you what I really like, then I already know. You, you've already yeah, boxed me. You've in. already boxed me in. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it was more like. Comments about all males, not mm. men. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Males be lack not being men. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's a big one, ladies. That's that's a tough one for us. Mm. Uh, we hear certain things. Y'all can be on the flip side of things that guys say. Like women are all emotional. Oh my God! They're just. <laughs> you know how women are. We say it all the time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that emo that you all That's you great. being you just being emotional about that. No, well, and we've had this kind of this battle back and forth about that. Yeah. That you're just being emotional about this. Well, um, yeah, I am a human being and I am female. I. I and God made us that way. We are she emotional. She told me. She said, "I am not a robot." She said, "I am not a man. I'm not a robot. I am going to." She said, "I am going to emote." <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a serious awakening for me. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> that is how you're going to respond to life. Uh, but that does not mean that. That does not make me crazy. Yeah. That does not make yeah. me imbalanced, uh, unbalanced um, in my thinking. Yeah. I'm not ill. That doesn't mean that I'm automatically illogical. Yeah. It just means that that piece is added to it. Yeah. It just means you're going to. She said you're going to know how I feel, feel about, about it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that was like. And from him, I'm always going to know what he thinks about yeah. it. And so we had to learn to accept that. 
Um, I'm, I'm not quite sure how this all fits in the conversation, but I guess it does. Somewhere. Yeah, it does, because yeah. it's, it's about getting love and approval, and it, you have to understand each other in order for there to be love and approval. Well, within the couple. Yeah. Yes. That's true. To navigate yeah. and the communication and everything. Yes. Because I really could and can, and men do tend to compartmentalize because that's part of our, is the word coping mechanism. That's how we deal with life. So things can be so overwhelming for us that I need to put this in this category and in this box and this compartment. Because if I deal with it all at once, I can't. Um, my wife will sometimes ask me this question, what are you thinking? Mm. Ladies, that's a, it's a that's got to be the, one of the worst questions to ask. Yeah, it's a tough question. <laughs> and so no. I finally came thinking? up with the way, Everything. I came up with the way to explain it to her. I said, you know how sometimes you walk into Best Buy and several televisions are all playing at the same time and they can have them all on different channels. I said, that's men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said it's like having hundreds of televisions all playing, all on different channels, all at the same time. So when you ask me what I'm thinking, it's like, <laughs> so the answer we give is nothing. But the real answer is there's so many things playing all at once. I can't tell you how I'm thinking, so I'm just going to default to nothing. nothing. There's so many things going through a man's brain. All at the same yeah, time. It's just but they are playing on different channels, right? Yep. And so that's the part that can be more difficult for you guys to, like, we don't, we have one channel, it's all connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's wired up and connected. We process, you can say a million things at one, we see a million things on one TV screen. Yeah. And I had another guy to say it, uh, explain it this way. Oh, actually, it was a, uh, it, um, came, I a think it was a woman that she described the, oh. for men okay. how women are. She said, um, women, if you were to put it on uh, in computer terms, oh. she said, they, in Windows software, yeah. they have all the windows that open. Yeah. And said, women never close the windows. Whereas men can minimize, close a window, only work on one at a time. Women don't ever close the windows. All the tabs are open. All the windows are open. Because it's all connected. Because to them it's all connected. Whereas men have the ability to minimize. <laughs> so you get in trouble. <laughs> That's how you get in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's why when, remember I said men say all the all the TVs are all playing all the channels are gone but we have the ability to not to turn or, or just to focus on one channel. <laughs> Jeez, oh, this is great. That's the first I've heard of that. Yeah, that we have the ability to just to focus on one channel. All this other stuff is playing, but we can focus on just one channel at a time. Now, and again, and still know that all the other things still running in place. Because emotionally, you know, women are like, how can you just shut off your emotions? Well, not necessarily emotional shut off as it is, I'm just focusing on one thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm. 
Like the word we use is prioritize. Mm-hmm. Now it's not that we're not emotional and don't feel it and nothing, but it's like, but I can't, I can't, I can't allow all of, all of that at, at the same, at the same yeah, time. And focus on this at the same time. Yeah, that's interesting because you know, um, in a certain situation, I keep thinking about. It. Mm-hmm. I could set aside. It's like. Yes, I have emotions about this situation. I have no control over it. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm compassionate. I set those aside. Yeah. Now I'm focusing on this, and I have mo- emotions for that thing right there. Yeah, really, yeah. And I was asked, what were you thinking? And that's what we can do. Everyone that comes to work, what I do all the time, I take my jacket off and I leave everything, all that baggage on that coat rack. And I resume that when I leave work. So I expect and hold each person accountable that they will also do the same when they come here. And you can resume your thoughts, processes, what's going on in your life when you leave. So you can think of that's how we think. We able to just mm-hmm. turn up the volume on certain things and turn down the volume on yeah. others. So that's it's not about being non-emotional and things of that nature. We just prioritize where the rest is in subcategories and we pull from that pool and like here, this right here is what's important right now. I need to disregard all that and take care of this. And later on we can pull it from the pool and put that back in, you know, yeah. so on and so forth. Now the problem, I get that. the yeah, problem, yeah. ladies, is that whatever we're prioritizing at the moment yeah. can feel like yeah. might, it won't be a priority to you, and it feels like we don't care. That's it. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Bingo. It feels like we don't care because of what we're focusing on at, at the, the time, moment. because. Well, it's funny how we got into this one talking about I must have everyone's love and approval. But I think that this is very much a part of the it mix. Is. It is because it of is. the differences that we bring to the table, the experience. Also, you, you can just get into our personality differences, mm-hmm. uh, our processing differences. And so you often will hear me and Carol saying this. Be very careful that you don't make a value judgment about how the about the deals. way another person male or female processes, processes life yeah. because that just what you just said when you when we turn the volume down on something it's easy to assume that we're turning the volume down on it because it's not important yeah, right. and that's not what we're doing I'll, I'll put it to you like this when a doctor when they're about to perform surgery as important as it is that, you know, like heart surgery, as important it is to work on the heart, they got a whole lot of things that they got to work on before we get to that. First of all, you know, all the diagnosing and the checking and the, and they tell you what you're supposed to, you're not supposed to eat the night before and all that. Kind. So you got a lot of things that take priority for now until we can get to the heart. And that's right. often what guys are doing. Yeah. We're like, okay, before I get to the real thing that we need to talk about right now, First of all, I need to, uh, we got to get the right environment. Uh, or I need to get these bills paid off right now. So I can uh, put my full attention on So I can put my full attention, and I'm not saying it's right, but that's what guys tend to do. We're like, let me get the job stuff working together, and let me take care of this and that. And then 
we're going to get to talking about us and our relationship. Now, sisters, you'd be like, excuse me? What you just said to me is this and this and this it's is more, more important, important than, than that. Yeah. But what we're saying is, in order for me to, I got to turn the volume, then it takes me time. I got to go to each one of these items, turn the volume down on it so that I can, so that I can put my focus on our relationship. So the time it takes me to turn the volume down looks like I'm giving that priority, but it's not. I like that phrase. I'm getting to that, turning that down. Now I got to go over to this, turn that down, go to this. And now that all of that's turned now down, now I can hear you. Now I can hear you. And it's not that you aren't important. It's just that I can't turn everything down all at the same time because I've got all these channels playing all at once. So it's like, give me a minute to turn all this stuff down so that I can. You mean, So now that brings up another issue. You mean to tell me that my voice is just a part of all of the noise going on in your head? Oh, Lord. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. I got to be honest with you. Unfortunately. Yeah. Because the added, the added, it takes a strong mind to be able to, and that's why I value, you know, and I uphold, and, you know, I praise women so much because it takes a special person to be able to process all that. Y'all can do it. Y'all do it. When, but we, when I got a lot going on, we shut down. She's trying to sit there and be like, look, we need to deal with this. Now, I shut off. Yeah, we do. I was just going to say, we shut down. Yeah. It does. Believe me, sure, we, sure. we we understand that. Do you talking to? I don't like you right. I don't like you right now. It's like this, yeah. and so you got Knowing guys how to even navigate even navigate that. that. So yeah. you got guys on the other side that don't understand yeah. what I'm saying, just like you have. Uh, 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 the women don't understand that a man has to process it that way and then you got guys who who minimize the process like I said the real value and the awesome thing that women have and that ability that all these things can be operating and playing at the same time because y'all like because you do it all the time you I'm working so like you've done today with the children I'm listening to y'all watching them all the all the same time all the guys are like they can either focus on what I'm saying or the children. Not both. I can't do both. <laughs> I can't do both. And that drives. Yeah. And remember, I told you I did that on my job. But remember, I told you I did that on my job. I told all of the women, yes, I can't yes. do that. One thing at a time. Yeah. I cannot do this four and five things all happening at the same time. And, of course, then it makes all the women feel like, oh, Lord, that's the reason why I don't like having men in these meetings. Because it, it, it really does. It slows down the process of the meeting. But that's us. Yeah. Now, the thing that we bring to the table is this. In that process, ladies, where you got several things going on at once, mm -hmm. 
often, and you must admit this, often some stuff gets overlooked mm-hmm. and you get burned down the road. You'd be like, oh, I can't believe we forgot that. I can't believe I forgot that. We was on the agenda. We said we was going to talk about it, but we talked about this and this and this and this and this, and we forgot this one thing, and now two or three weeks or even months down the road, it burns you. And so then the guys are going, see, if you had focused, you would have. And now the battle starts all over again. That's interesting. I just had a conversation with a woman this morning about that. She was all over the place. My mind was going she needs to focus. <laughs> she needs to focus right now. <laughs> I didn't say it, but I was no. thinking it. Yeah. But sometimes, you know, it's funny because I'm, I'm not a strict male in my thinking. Sometimes I, yeah. I have those female characteristics come out myself where I, I do think of a million things, and I do have a hard time hanging that emotional coat up when I go to work. Yeah. I'll carry it in. And sometimes I'll be working, then I'll just stand there with one of my female cohorts and say, you know what happened to me this week? And I just start dumping. <laughs> and I tell a story, and they just like, listen, and they just like, yep. and then I say, I'm sorry for dumping on you, but <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. But sometimes I have to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that you can move forward. Yeah. yeah. On and off, yeah. And so different I, guys, have, and I, I've had to I learn that. Fully Turn on offs. A lot of and times I can, but sometimes I can't. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And I think it depends upon like for me, I'm a I'm a writer. Yeah. I'm a musician. And we those of us who tend to have these creative music and fine arts, we're kind of more connected with the emotional stuff. And it's and and but guys who if that's not your world, then you're you say I don't dance and yeah. Got focus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Now, here is how all of this fits in what we're talking about today. Uh, and that is since we're dealing with how we all have this desire for love and approval. And uh, and we have this tremendous difference. Then like what we're getting at then is how do you be how is it? How do you continue to be yourself? Mm-hmm without having that attitude of, well, I don't care what he thinks. I don't care what she thinks. I don't care. No, we do care. You mean by around every every one? Yeah. The ones ones that you you love. love. Yeah. Well, the ones I I love, um, what I try to do, I I can't stop me. As far as how I, I handle things with people that's close to me or I have a good rapport with and things of that nature, I can't stop me from being me because myself won't allow me to be different. <laughs> However, I do try to tone down mm-hmm. and like basically put on a adjusted version of myself depending on the instances. Like say um, me and Monique have an um, issue and um, I'm real stern and strong on how this 
should be. And she's like, no, you need to see uh, otherwise. What I would do is I would still be me. You know, I know she's going to end up being mad. I'm going to end up being mad. But in the midst of that, I would remove myself and shut down everything else I'm thinking about and just make the attempt to focus on that. So I will dedicate, I will, I will basically um, make that a, a priority in that instance. If I see this is not really working, it's bothering me, it's affecting me, this is all I'm thinking about right now, I'm going to not worry about anything else, I'm going to worry about it right now. I think about it, and if I think any of the things that that person, her, whether it be anyone else, uh, is right or it, it is, you know, something that can improve or help, I would go back and I would revisit it, but in that moment, it won't happen because I'm I'm too too I'm too in, in the moment I'm in the heat of the moment and things of that nature I can't process I can't think all I know is what I know so it w- it would take me to remove myself mm-hmm. and to process it right there on the dime mm-hmm. so I can make the uh, adjustment and things of that nature and it it'll work out otherwise I just think in the heat of the moment period you know. With anyone, you can't communicate and things of that nature, especially when you headstrong and yeah. you know what you know, and this person don't know. It's like her trying to tell me how to put, um, how to, how to build a wall, and I did renovation my whole life. You know, oh, this go here. Make sure you put that nail right there, and and, and I'm gonna look at her like, yeah, you need, you need to beat it. You know, like I got this, but. She may be right because yeah. I might have overlooked something, yeah. you know, yeah. by just getting caught up in so things. So you need that, that time to step back, to remove step myself, back. to yeah. be able to really go reflect on everything and view everything to even see if that can be included. That's that's a real honest answer, and I can say that because that's been our life through our marriage, and that is uh, this step back moment or this step back time ago. Wait a minute, you may be right. Me and my oldest son used to get into it all the time. The family can tell you. But one thing they would always see. Watch this. They would always see us get back together a second time. Am I right? Every time. And I mean me and my oldest son. Always. Always. But they would watch us have the big initial blow up and explosion and hollering. And then after we calm down. Then I go back into his room, and then I'm saying, "All right, this is what I was trying to say." And and calmly, then I and I'd even like apologize. I'm sorry. Yelled, got upset in the moment. This is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. And then he'd be like, "Yeah, Dad, you're right." But both of us had to step away, Mm -hmm. and that's that very. I would say that to the ladies, that's that very male thing. And it wasn't that we was, it was ego clashing. It's just what you said. Mm -hmm. I know what I know. I got my opinion. This is the way I see it. So you go on, we're going at it. But when we step back, you know, calm down, step back. Don't make, don't, or try not to everybody, please try not to make decisions. Based on the explosion. Based on the explosion. You know, I ain't talking to you no more. I'm through with this. Don't do that while you're in that heated moment. Stop. Think. <laughs> um, we always talk about the big fight. One of the big fights that we had. She always starts smiling. Huge. <laughs> 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 Huge fight that we had. 
It's in the book. I don't know if you guys had a chance to read the book. It's we put it book. in there. We, but basically, we were supposed to even been going to a wedding. We were going to to a wedding of a couple that we did their premarital counseling. So you know, we're going to the wedding. We never did make yeah. it. That fight was so bad. We didn't even make it to the wedding. Um, and uh, I won't get into all of what it was about. But when we calmed down, and it took us about eight hours mm-hmm. to calm down. For real, about took eight hours. Day. We mm-hmm. took the whole day. Finally, by the time we got home, it was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, around 10, maybe 11 o'clock at night, time to go to bed. So, you know, you know how that is. Now we got to go in the same room <laughs> and lay down in the same bed. And we ain't talked in hours. And I'll, I'm telling you the words that came to my mind of what to say, because we were at a stalemate, and I know y'all know what I mean. When you come to that moment with your spouse, your girlfriend, boyfriend, friend, where you are both right, and that's the thing, those are the ones that are toughest. When you really are both right, so what's going to happen when you are both right? So I said to my wife, I want to lose this fight. And her shoulders <laughs> came down. Relaxed. I felt myself relaxed when he said that. <laughs> Because here's the here's the where I went. I would rather I would rather that we are right than I'm right. I want us to be right. Um, and I feel like that's really more what this is about. Are you willing to do what's really necessary that you can still look at yourself in the mirror? You know, I'm being myself. I didn't have to compromise who I am to be understood. Mm-hmm. And that's what that moment created. We ended up talking it out because what I discovered was this. We were both right from our point of view. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you get over to the other side, other person's point of view, you find out that they're right too. Because you got to get into their shoes, mm-hmm. their perspective, and you go, hmm, you are right. And so often we see things in terms of uh, of just simply right and wrong and if you're right then I must be wrong and no, and no you could actually both be right from your perspective mm-hmm. that, that's like um, I think I shared it last week of there's a street and I have my side of the street to keep clean mm-hmm. and they have their side of the street to keep clean so I have to worry about my side I hope they take care of their side right <laughs> And so that's what I have to look at is just cleaning up my side of the street and making amends, asking forgiveness. And we both may be right, but I have to do my part. You mm-hmm. can't force someone to do their part, though. Right. I think that's one of I, I agree with what you said. I think the difficult thing of recent was always saying, I, I want to, I give up on this, you know, yeah. forgive me. And being wrong all the time. Yeah. I mean, a healthy relationship, it shouldn't be that way, right? No. no. It should be a give and take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that takes, though, choosing to accept where the other person is. And I think that's a part of the battle. Actually realizing this is where that other person is. That's where they stand. And that's who they are. That's a part of who they are. That's how they see things at that moment. And to accept where that person is. Where they really are. 
um, I think that helps us. I, it's not, I'm not against you, that person's not against you. That is where they are. Yeah. So, and, and trying to, like he just said, to be, see it from their point of view. That real, that's dwelling with each other with understanding. Um, um, and it brings wisdom in how to deal with that person because now you're gaining experience. This is where that person is and when you choose to accept that's where they are, it helps you to understand where they are and how to live and deal with them. Yeah. How they came to the conclusions that they did about life, uh, 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 about why because you so many of us are operating out of fear yes and uh and out of our own personal life experience what happened before that yeah. hurt me i don't want that to happen i don't want again. that to happen again and when you start saying and doing things that feels like and looks like what happened to me before I which don't is want, always going to happen yeah in the next relationship it <laughs> is always going to happen they are going to press those buttons that will cause you to put up the wall yeah it's just it's it's just automatic. It's because we're human beings, so it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, but you have to give yourself time to. Well, you have to forgive so that you can be healed, so that you can move on and have a healthy relationship. Because yeah. I, I like this next section is this last sentence on this page says we must be courageous enough to be ourselves, mm -hmm. to stand up for what we know is right, no matter the cost, and let it be the other person's problem. If they don't like us. If they don't like us. For it. Now, like, if they don't like us for it. Now, this can sound, the way this sentence reads on the it surface. It can sound arrogant. It can sound arrogant. Like you're saying, well, I don't care what nobody thinks. <laughs> it's just a problem if they don't like me. Um, and what we're, what we're trying to say is, and I believe what the writer was, is trying to say is, be courageous enough to be yourself. Yeah. Just like I said, be yourself. But what we're adding is, but understand that when you when you're being yourself they just simply may not understand who that is and that's their issue right that doesn't mean you don't help it them it doesn't mean that you don't that help issue. them with that issue but it's almost like again that is that's that taking a step back yeah. we are conflicting for a reason yeah and it's not up to me to defend my fortress <laughs> <laughs> I still got to be myself, but I, I'm but uh, but I don't have a fortress to defend. I want us to understand one another. Now, if you're just talking about the general public, like like, like my role, our roles as pastors and leaders in this community, I can't be a chameleon constantly changing. I must be the same person in this room as I am when you see me at Career Link, as the women see us at Shalom House. We got to be the same. It's always the same. If y'all see us changing and stuff, then y'all know pastors are tripping. You know, they tripping, something's up. Uh, why are they acting so differently in different groups and even preaching stuff differently in different groups? Something's wrong. They're, they're seeking approval. But when you're seeking, I even had to give up. I don't mean I hate to jump around, but I even had to give up. Uh, for me, I had to even give up is seeking for everybody to understand me because everybody's not going to understand understand me. my position they're not going to understand the position that i hold they're not going to understand the values that i hold we even got into uh, uh, uh into it with a pastor this week because we hold a certain view about family mm -hmm. 
we, we, we that's, that's just a, that's just a standard we hold about family, and we will and, not be re redefining. And so he said, I think is. that we need to redefine family. I'm like, well, like oh. I'm like, I'm from the media world. We got enough of that, where everybody's redefining what family means. Mm. And, and then we told him our long history. I said, I got a long history of young people that we work with through the years in St. Louis, Live where they us. didn't have mom, they didn't have dad. Uh, can't redefine. And you can't redefine no. mother and father. No. And I said, and they call us mom and dad because that's what they were looking for. To this for. day. Yeah. So you don't redefine, because like we got into a battle about redefining the word father and daddy. I'm and like, home. And like, no. No. It is what it is. People are looking for mom and dad. Right. We're not going to. So what I'm getting at is we couldn't back off of that. Right. And so we couldn't, we couldn't change the whole uh, thrust of Urban Life Family Center because one pastor disagreed with us. Now, that's his problem. That's what this statement is saying. Mm -hmm. That's his problem. <laughs> but do I care for this brother? Yeah. And care, and I want him to understand where we're coming from. As far as Absolutely. we're concerned, it exposes I want him to issue. understand where we're coming from. Yeah. I want him to, but I can't change my stance no. while I'm wanting him to understand me. Yeah. And I guess that's what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And if he doesn't get it, if he doesn't get it, you can't fix him. You can't. No. I can't fix that's, him. That's that's actually it's interesting. Where I didn't I didn't look ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't at. read. I I mean, I do know we were gonna do must have everyone's love and approval. I have yeah. the problem. But in reading this, it's interesting because this week I've been really struggling with resentment and bitterness. Wow. And I had to literally yell at myself this week. She's not going to understand. She's in denial. Mm -hmm. Don't yeah. try to even think of trying to explain it. Yeah. Right. You're not going to contact her. Yeah. You, you know, that whole, I'm telling my, I'm, I'm yeah. yelling at myself. Yes. <laughs> I'm yelling at myself, right? Because it's like. And, and I'm having this resentment and bitterness because I allowed myself to continue the process, but it was a learning process too. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm, I obviously learned exactly. from it, yes. but it's painful. Sure. It still it hurts. Is. It does. It does. And we'll be honest with you. It does. It does. It does. That's the. That's where we're not going to say do the emotional cutoff thing. Mm -hmm. It does hurt. Yeah. When you're not understood, it does hurt. Uh, when. Uh, when someone that you feel like should understand you doesn't. Especially after you feel as though you've taken the steps for them to understand yeah. you. And right. But that's part of life's realities. Uh, there are things I'm s that we didn't discover about one another. I'm talking about now me and my siblings. That we didn't discover about one another until we got away from each other. You know, you all grew up in the same house, but then after you leave and go your separate ways, you find out you and your siblings don't necessarily have the same values. Right. You didn't, even though we had the same parents and the same everything, you find out everybody don't feel the same way about dad as I do. Yeah. Everybody don't feel the same way about mom yeah. as I do. You know, I got all these wonderful, fine memories. Me and my father, he took me to baseball games and all of that. And I listened to my older brothers talk about my dad. And they're like, I don't know who the dude is that you're describing, <laughs> but that ain't the father that I have. My wife, part of that is because my older brother, this is his first child. Mm -hmm. He's just now learning how to be a dad right. with the first child. Second one comes along, and whatever the dynamics of what was going on in the world at that time in the 50s, 
uh, and plus the sibling rivalry of another brother coming into the house, whole different thing. Then he had another child. Now that one died while my mom was pregnant with me. When I was born, my parents were completely different because they had just lost the baby. So the way I was raised after a child was lost, mm. my dad was completely different with me. And so you see, all I'm getting at is even within our own households, our own siblings don't view things the same. So when we encounter other people, folks come into our life, all of that is what's in the mix. And so you're right. Often what's happening is you have the big explosion conflict at first. Mm -hmm. But you get, we all have to learn how to step away and go, okay, what is it that I'm really looking for out of this relationship? Am I looking for their approval? Am I looking for their love? Am I looking for their understanding? It almost comes like, you don't got to break it down like that. What am I really looking for mm -hmm. from them? Mm -hmm. And when you stop and think about it, like, wait a minute. Does this person have to understand me? Now, maybe if we got to work together on the job, well, we do need to have some understanding. How many times you probably have had call people in on a meeting and you say, okay, we got to understand some things. If we're going to work together, we got to understand. But even then, you're not looking for approval. Mm -mm. I don't care if whether you like me or not. Mm. But we do got to understand each other if we're going to work together. Mm -hmm. Now, what happens in families is, the reason why I even brought all this up, we can be together for a long time but we don't often know one another's point of view and one another's circumstances of life away from each other. And so you can automatically think just because our last name is Green, we should have this understanding. And what I found out, just me and my siblings, we don't. <laughs> all our last name Green, all of us grew up in that same household, but we didn't all carry the same values. My family didn't always agree with how me and Carol was raising our kids versus how they were raising their kids. Did I need their approval? I, I would have liked to have had their approval for how I was raising my kids, but I didn't have it. And so then I just wanted their understanding of how we were raising our kids. Just as long as you did not interfere. <laughs> Carol always said, just don't interfere with how we raise our kids. Now, we have great relationship. They, can, they have great relationship with all their cousins. We don't have... Uh, we don't have all that rivalry. Mm -mm. They know their cousins. Mm -hmm. They're, They're more like, like brothers, brothers and sisters. sisters in a relationship. But we, but they don't. But they didn't know that their parents weren't They're always, always agree. agreeing about how we was all raising our own kids. Mm. But we didn't let that stop us mm -hmm. from letting our kids play together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. of any situation, I would say the only way to grasp power, not manipulate it, but actually have it work in your favor, is to take the steps to understand the other individual. To understand the other person. Yeah. Like it's like say I'm in a, a, a business meeting and I'm saying what I'm saying, then we just got the one guy in the conference room who just questioned everything I say. Yeah. Irritates, you know, <laughs> twisting, undermining. Yes, yeah. it's like uh, uh, he, he, um, everything I'm saying is being miscommunicated mm -hmm. by him and yeah. his thought processes. So I, I would say to take control of that situation is, can you stand up and please provide some insight, you know, into 
What's your take on the matter? Oh, okay. And then once yeah. I see his approach, it's, it's like playing chess. And once I see, <laughs> see his approach, then I know how to approach and address him. Because he will reveal and what he's saying, his perspective and certain customs and things mm. and beliefs he had on whether it be the issue at hand. Yeah. You know, and, and also I would question what he's saying. If he say something like, blase, 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 I'd be like, well, how does that affect, you know, this? How does that affect that? Yeah. And also, it might also help the situation. It, it can make him feel included and, like, I value what he say and yeah. he's important also, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. what's going on. So I would think also taking the step to understand the other person in front of you, you know, before um, a, a situation can even arise, you know, like, I, like I, I can only speak on me and her, you mm-hmm. know, like, if I see something going on, Sometimes I would ask her, like, is you okay? Like, why do you feel like that? You know, and things of that nature. And then she would, you know, explain, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on and stuff like that. That's to help diffuse in the making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, we had that. Every time you start talking, you remind us of different seasons and times that we've had in our life. Yeah. We found in, in our effort to try to gain understanding that uh our communication was so jacked up that we didn't even have the same alphabet. That's how we put it. Mm-hmm. When I, my A wasn't the same as her A. My B wasn't the same as some C wasn't the same. So therefore, when we put together sentences, we, we didn't even have, it was like two different languages. languages. Mm-hmm. And so it took us time just to get on the same page with, when I say this, this is what I mean. And then for her to accept that, that he was telling me that I was telling the truth. What that's I said, really what he meant. Yeah, what I meant. That, so she didn't. She would take it at that. Yeah. In other words, if I said, when I say such and such, this is what I mean. Then she had to uh, trust that that's what I meant. Yeah. And that becomes very. When she said, Chris, I when I say such and such, this is what I mean. I couldn't go into. Yeah, but what does she really mean? because yeah. she's a woman and women always have double triple meaning behind what they say so just cause she's telling me that's what she mean does it really mean that that's what she mean now if I go into all of that I just scrapped we'll all of the effort we'll ground. never come to common ground mm. and so it's to accept it what she said she meant what she said and she, she said what she meant she meant what she said and uh, don't and I couldn't what was the rest of uh, it was really important. Thank Lord, help me remember. Oh, I got it. Sometimes what she was expressing, it was what she meant in the moment. Mm-hmm. And don't hold her to that for the rest of her life. Right. It's just where I am It's now. just where she is right now. Because women, all the women go, see, I, I had to learn that. I had to learn that. But that's what she meant then. Now, men hate that. Because we're going, you told me that it was blue. So for me, blue will always be blue, be blue, be blue. Blue will always be blue. What she's saying is, no, it's blue now. Right. Yeah. We use it as leverage. I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, for us, it's that's the mean. You gave me the definition that that's what that means. And so what women are trying to help us understand is they'll know that's what it means now. I'm right. in process. That's what it means today, now, in this situation. Now, if we have an argument about something else, don't carry Blue's definition over into this. this. And now we're going, well, 
Yeah. <laughs> you just now I gotta start a whole nother set of TV channels. Yeah. And and you're going, yeah. <laughs> and women are going, yeah, because we live there. And so when women are talking to one another, there is this understanding that they have about all these di differing meanings according to the situation. And that's why <laughs> Lord, don't say that. And that's why you are really trying, really to, get trying to get in trouble. And that's why when they're talking with one another, they know they know the woman who is manipulating and who ain't being real because they have this understanding about these different meanings and they also know when they see a woman who is manipulating a good man. They're going, see, I see what she's doing. Yeah. She's and flipping definitions on him all the time and not telling him yep. that these definitions are changing. And we tend to know. And they can tell we can, one We can spot them yeah. a mile away. They can yeah. spot the that, woman who is... That's why those women don't have a lot of female friends. Hello! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They right. can spot the one that's when, they're, when a woman is doing that to another man. Yeah. Just like we can spot a guy oh, yeah. who is messing with a woman's oh, yeah. head. Right. Yeah. Yep. You're going, no... You ain't giving her your real definitions. You sent your representative. And we can tell the guy who is still sending his representative to that woman and not really being him being himself. Yeah, that's good. Let me too, along with when we were coming to a common alphabet, I had a track record of him being real I, I I've had months I had at least a year of a track record with him saying what he meant um, and meant what he's saying so I could trust him um, that it um, I, I, I could see that I could choose to trust him I, I didn't see it as a a um, uh, something that was huge, that would be hard because I, he had a track record. Um, so I, I, I felt like I had, okay, I, I <laughs> that I had plenty of room to be able to trust this man because of his track record. Very key point, and that's for everybody, not just in a, in a, in a, a male-female relationship, but in all of our relationships. There needs to be the track record. So no matter what it is that you are, you are kind of, you're trying to build and you're trying to get this person to understand about you. If you're inconsistent, you are destroying your own, your, your own uh, credibility. credibility. Mm -hmm. And that's why this next phrase, I want to get to the end of this, uh, integrity. Look at the end. Yeah, See, we, we went right into that, oh didn't my, we? Yes. Integrity means doing the right thing in a reliable way. It's a personality trait that we admire since it means a person has a moral compass that doesn't waver. See, there it is. Mm -hmm. It is literally. It literally means wholeness of character, just as an integer is a whole number with no fractions. What does it profit to gain the whole world's approval and lose our own souls? There's a saying: you can't please all of the people all the time. Colossians three twenty three and twenty four says, "And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that." From the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord, uh, the Lord Christ. And Galatians 1.10 says, 
For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. And so for me, a bottom line of this, what we just read is, God is watching you. Yes. <laughs> uh, so however you're dealing with, uh, rather it's uh, Monique, Monique with you, uh, you with uh, co-worker, um, you with brothers and sisters, you with family. Uh, it really comes down to you got to be a man of integrity. That's all of us. You got to be a person, person of, integrity, of integrity, meaning you're the same way outside as you are inside. It's the same through and through because that's all people got anyway. Yes. And that was part of my learning process, in, you know, to kind of conclude what I was talking about, the struggle for me as a pastor in this community trying to be myself and at the same time uh, you do need some level of approval or understanding in order for people to even come to your church mm -hmm. and so what I really learned was the more I am myself even if it does offend people the one thing you can count on though is that I'm going to be being me if you don't like that that's different from you don't like me because I'm phony mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. versus well, I just don't like that guy. I don't like his style. Well, if you don't like my style and you don't like me, like we just said, that's not on me. Right. But you will not be able to accuse me of being phony. phony. I was one way with one person, another way with somebody else. And if, we'll, if you'll give me time, and what we have to do with each other, give us time, let's sit down. I would like for you to understand me. But if you choose not to understand me, I'm not going to let that affect anymore. This is my declaration to all the world. I'm not going to let it affect me anymore that I change my ministry style because I'm not understood. And so I offer that to everyone today. Don't, don't change who you, God has made you to be because people don't understand you. But remain open for that dialogue. Yes our opportunity to be understood yeah. and to understand them because yeah. uh, that becomes the danger in all of this if you take mm -hmm. on that attitude well, I don't care what nobody thinks I'm just going to be me well that's not leaving yourself open for anybody to come to your table to even get to know you mm -hmm. you know we all do still want to be understood, understood. Sure. even if you don't approve me you know politicians do this all the time you may not like them, but you, they're going to still give you their speech or their spin. You're either going to vote for me or you're not. <laughs> and if you don't vote for me, I'm still, like they are, I'm still a Republican. I'm still a Democrat. I'm still a Libertarian. I'm still, they don't change the party just because somebody, you know, doesn't somebody don't, don't approve of them. And, and they do the town hall meetings and all that because now they're wanting to present their position they're trying to so you understand why I'm running on this campaign and so in a sense I hate to say this to you but in a sense we're all kind of politicians in that way that you want to be understood I'd like for you to cast a vote for me but if you don't I ain't changing parties no, <laughs> go ahead I, sir yeah, I was going to say something yeah, can I say one thing? Um, this is a good point because I don't want to change my character or my mm -hmm. principles yeah. mm -hmm. when I'm communicating with people. I don't want to be a chameleon yeah. to get their approval. 
but it's interesting because I was I listen a lot to Lance Wall now, and he talked about adjusting our communication styles so we can better communicate with people. Yeah. So if someone's a feeler, to talk in terms of feelings. feelings. Mm -hmm. If someone's a thinker, to speak in terms of thinking, thinking. Yep. and talk to a driver in concise waves, because yep. he doesn't want to hear all the details, right. he just right. wants to get to the point. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's not that I'm changing my character or my principles, but I want to communicate Depends so that they methods. can understand me better. Yes. And that was something, and I'm still trying to learn that. Me too. But I slow it down now with my boss, because he gave me a write-up last year, talked about how I just spoke my mind too quickly. Okay. Because I, I can speak out of my emotions. Okay. I blurt things out. Okay. And he's a driver, and so before I say things, I consider how to put it. Kind of clear and concisely. And just get to the point, yeah. or I just don't even say certain things. I just wait yeah. before even saying it. Very good. Yeah. It's funny yeah. you said that. I actually, my wife and I actually do that as part of our personality profiles in the in the career link. We just did that this past Wednesday. We took people there so they could see the different personality types and like when you like with the drivers, those yeah. like get to the point. Get to the point. In fact, I even said it in the meeting. I said those of you who have that personality trait, this whole meeting has driven you crazy because yeah. I'm going through all these yeah. personality <laughs> profiles and you just want Mr. Green get to the point. Yeah, you and they all laugh. You all the ones who carry that sentence. trace, they're like, <laughs> yeah. they all. Yeah, yeah get to yeah. the point. Yeah. And we even talk, we remember, uh, it's even in that profile that yeah. those people who are like that, it's in there that says you need to learn how to listen to other people, mm -hmm. listen to other people's opinion. <laughs> Your drivers, yeah. Your Learn to listen to other people. Right. Learn to work with other people because you're an independent. Right. You like working it all out yourself and then telling everybody what we're going to do. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. It's like me and her trying to put together some furniture and she, she's trying to read the instructions to me. I'm like, just give me the paper. Let me look, let at, me it. look at it myself. <laughs> yeah. No, because see, and that's and that's what we mean. See, the the, the your personality, yeah. Is, yeah, your personality is more like just tell me, yeah. or let me look at it and I'll do it. Yeah, and I so, and that and those are the things that you have to work on. You have to work on, <laughs> yeah. You have to reverse the role. Say, okay, I'll read it. You yeah. do it. Yeah. Isn't this fun, y'all? Yeah. Man, oh man. But it's, it's one thing I have to say. I really battle with, um, like, I, I wasn't initially in Hertzburg or anything like that, mm -hmm. so I yeah. understand completely where y'all coming from, where you, you had to kind of, like, learn who y'all's identity was. My yeah. late teens, early 20s, I really struggled with that. Okay. Um, it took for me, really, it took me to hit rock bottom, you know, and also I ran across this poem. That poem really helped me break down and like strip away a lot of the mass and stuff that I wore on myself. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, you always be a man or a woman in the mirror. In the mirror, mm -hmm. yeah. But that's a deep poem, you know. You should read it, and it really gave me some massive food for thought. Excellent. And it changed my perspective in a lot of ways. <laughs> it let me. It revealed to me how, like, basically, I view life. Mm -hmm. you know, and, Okay. 
while still being myself. Sounds close to what he was talking yeah, about, so where it's just learn a different right. language of how to communicate. Yes. To another person. Another person with certain customs and things that nature. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should look at that poem. Mm-hmm. The other thing to help you out is reading your Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just reading that proverb every day. Because, I mean, if you want to get some wisdom and gain some insight on who yeah. you are and how to approach life, approach people. Definitely. You know, the word will, I mean, because every time you read the scripture, I mean, you get something different out of it every single time. Yeah. And Proverbs, I mean, I don't know what it is, but you, you just read it and it, it will speak to you in the moment yeah. where you are at that time. You can read the same scripture two, three weeks down the road, read the same thing, and it'll have a different meaning, yeah. a different application to your life. Mm-hmm. So God's Word will, will help you better understand yourself, but it will get into the crux, mm-hmm. into those places. It gets to the heart of the matter. Yes, to the root Mm-hmm. Of things that are going inside of you, so you can really deal with where you are then, and your approach to people, and mm-hmm. your ability to communicate, and all that stuff will come through the inside of God's word, filtering all that stuff out and getting that stuff out of you. Mm-hmm. He'll re- help you. He'll reveal things to you through through His word. Because yeah. I can tell you, um, uh, for us, what we're doing here today, um, and these discussions that we're having, the bottom line will always be that we want you to connect with God more than anything else I don't we don't want to be one of those uh, uh, churches and ministries that just simply helps you to have a better life you will have a better life but that's not the goal the goal will always be to uh, have each and every person make a uh, direct connection and establish a solid relationship with God for yourself so that even when you can't have a come to a gathering like this that no matter what's going on in your life every day you can you, always you reach can him always and he God will speak to you and the reason why we talk so much about reading the word because that's the primary way that he speaks to us uh the Bible was not just written by a bunch of old crusty guys. Old crusty guys, wow. Trying to put together some stuff to manipulate the masses and to control populations and people groups. Uh, these were real people just like us. That the Bible says the Holy Spirit just inspired them to write. And they wrote down what they experienced. They wrote down what they saw. They wrote down what God showed them. And they all wrote at different times and had no idea that the things, you know, God over centuries coordinated (laughs) all of these different writings and brought all this stuff together. And when they put it all together, it was unbelievable. It was was like one person wrote all of this. And it wasn't. It was God. (laughs) God Almighty. And so... Um, I had this. I, I saw this one gentleman. Um, he talked about the importance of the Word of God. And you hear us always talking about it, um, but he brought out the fact that um, when we read uh, the Word of God, we say that word all the time, Word of God. But really, stop and think about it. 
it's God's word, not human beings. Mm -hmm. And I think the phrase that I use when you and I talk, he's the manufacturer. <laughs> he's the manufacturer. We're the product of what he manufactured. So if you want to know how to fix the product, if you want to know how to repair the product, Read the then manual. you go to the owner's manual. The Bible is the owner's manual. Because he fearfully and wonderfully made us. In Psalms 139, 139, it says, God formed us in our mother's womb. And he, and he, he fashioned all the days for us. So he knows us intricately, every single, down to the last. I'll go further down than molecules and, and, uh, and all of that. Go to subatomic particles. God, you just, every single detail. He made it. And, and so when something goes wrong inside of us, he's the only one that can pinpoint. pinpoint. I know exactly what's wrong. So he speaks to us through his word, and he identif not only identifies what's wrong, but he fixes it. He corrects it. He heals it. He restores it. So that's why for us, urban life will always be, y'all going to hear me say that even more, when more people are here and all these chairs are filled and whatever other place he has us in, you're going to hear us always saying, I, I love the discussions, love the talks, but the whole point is for us to get connected with God, invite him into our heart, that's how it was when I got saved at four years old. My mother led me to the Lord, and I just prayed and asked Jesus to come in my heart because that's all I understood at four years old. No big, Father, in the name of Jesus, wilt thou please cometh down and save this miserable sinner? And so some of us have been exposed to stuff like that, so it's, it's impersonal and it's not real, and it's just signing your name on the roll at the church or shaking the preacher's hand and going through rituals. But for me, it's very personal because four-year-old kid living in the ghetto of St. Louis, I recognize that I needed something. Four years old. Mm -hmm. You remind me of so much. You think. <laughs> Great. You think. You think. You see things. You've seen life. You've seen. And so you're just at this place where it's beyond thinking now. All these heads are nodding in here. I'm talking not just to you, but everybody. Even somebody watching this online, you need to hear this. <laughs> um, so you come to this point where it says, okay, Lord, come in. I just want you. And I want whatever you have for me in this life. I don't want to face God when this life is over. I don't want to face God and discover uh, first of all, that he never really knew me because the Bible says there are going to be some people that's going to stand before him and God's going to say, I ain't never even know you. I don't want that. That's first. Second, I don't want to discover that I didn't fulfill his, my, purpose. his purpose. I don't want to have, that's why all these books are written and everything. It's not to be famous and all that. I want everything that God put in me, I want it all out of me. I want every book out I want every song out, every message. I'm going to call them sermons because I don't preach sermons. I want every message out, uh, um, every word of counsel or life coaching that we're supposed to do with people. I want it out. I, we, want, we want to raise up other life coaches. We want to raise up other people that can go and touch this community because it's not about us. I want all of that out. I don't want to do what... Uh, to be guilty of doing what Miles, Dr. Miles Monroe, I don't know if you know him, but he said the wealthiest place on the planet 
the wealthiest place on the planet is the cemetery. Hmm. It's because in the cemetery is all of the stuff. Unfulfilled. Unfulfilled dreams, unfulfilled treasure that never got released. All of the people who were still waiting for someday, someday I'll do it. One day I'll write that book. One day I'll, one day, and they never do. And so what, where, where God has brought you is to a group of people and one set of pastors who I don't care that I don't have the connections right now. I don't care that I don't have no distribution system right now. I don't have no agent. I don't care. I'm getting this stuff out. Because I believe there's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity that's going to come to us, and it'll already be out. And that's what I believe for you. Mm -hmm. That's why we talk to you the way we do. Because you wouldn't be here if God hadn't planned to do great things with your life. Definitely. That ain't about us. That's because I know God. I know he sent us here. I say it all the time. Eight hundred miles leaving all that we know and love to come here to meet people that we they don't know us we don't know them but we're we're on like some type of destined course that we're supposed to be together I was supposed to we were supposed to meet you that was God that was God's destined plan we were supposed to meet you at career link we were supposed to meet you. That's why when we met each other, it just feels like, I know y'all. You're just family. That's not coincident. Same thing with Victor. We met him actually at a whole nother ministry way out in Palmyra. <laughs> way out. <laughs> way out in Palmyra. And when we first met, he was like, I was talking about family and all of that. that and it so it. touched his like, heart. Oh, and he's like, I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to meet those people. And we didn't get to hook up the first time. And then he, well, I don't know where, where we met you the second time. He's like, this time we ain't let it Grace, go by. It was at the yes. prayer meeting. At the yes. prayer meeting. With the pray, pray at, the, at the Prayer USA yeah. event downtown. I and finally said, this is it's it. It's like, this is it. We hooking up this time. <laughs> and so God is doing this. And I don't want anybody, not just you, but I don't want anybody to miss God's purpose for us being together in the name because we're pursuing good stuff. I want you to get God, not just what we have to offer you. I want you to get God. Because that's the best for you. Because that's the best.